Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yeah. That was our head coach, uh, Nick Sirianni, on with the uh, morning show. Joe DeCamera and John Ritchie. Great job uh, with those guys this morning. Uh, asking and answering the tough questions that that fans wanted to hear. See, this is why I don't envy not having the coach on. No, no fun there. Yeah, I, I need yeah. my key card to work when I head down to the Nova Carolina. Yeah, but I'll be revoking my key card. That uh, yeah. I mean, those are the toughest questions Nick had to answer probably since he uh, yeah. since he got hired. And, and, and they were legit questions. When you're, when you're in a time where you've lost four out of five games, you were sitting at ten and one, and. The team seemingly is collapsing right now. I don't know any other way to describe it. You could say he's in a, they're in a rut and all this other stuff, but when you're ten and one and you're coming down the stretch, you've lost four out of five, potentially five out of six. Like this is no this is no gimme when they go to New York Sunday. At this point, you have no idea. There At is this no point, gimme. You have no idea. And yeah. who knows what's going to happen if they get if they have to go to Tampa or New Orleans. I don't feel as worried about Atlanta, but my luck, we'll lose to Taylor Heineke in the damn. Or Bijan. Bijan Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Bijan running all over him in, <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, in, the, in the playoff game. Bijan oh, or bust. It starts yeah. and ends the season. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I mean, that could also happen. And I think that's where fans' frustration and, and concern sort of sits right now because they can almost envision this season ending this way. Well, and – so that, and, that, and that would be, and real quick, that's the type of stuff that does get someone fired. I'm not saying Nick Sirianni should or will be fired, but the assistant coaches, coordinators, yeah, you lose, what, six out of seven games coming down the stretch? Or five, was it five out of six games? Yeah. Whatever it would be, five out of six games coming down the stretch. And I'm including the playoff game if they were to lose in that first round. You think Jeffrey Lurie? Is it his head might explode? Well, and I think that's a that's an interesting question. <laughs> I mean, with a team that he spent this much money on and is this talented and was sitting at ten and one, yeah, that's the stuff that does get that that, that calls people their jobs and right that, there. That's what Lurie is going to have to ask himself because on one hand, I do firmly believe you can almost just chalk this up to this is what it is when you come off the Super Bowl. I think like Lurie could that it's not an excuse it's not being a homer like it's a reality of the situation when you come off losing the super bowl it is extremely extremely hard to go back and to do what they did last year so that is part of it but what's concerning to me about this team right now and i think you saw it on sunday 
last year when there were mistakes, and let's not sugarcoat it. Last year, even though they had a great record, they, like there was trouble, trouble stopping the run. They almost lost to the Colts. They almost lost to the Cardinals. There was the second half point thing. Like There were things that did not go well last year. But last year when they made a mistake or had a problem, it felt like they believed they were going to fix it. Mm-hmm. And that answer Sirianni just gave right there, he's almost apologizing for beating the Giants. Like he says, we won last week, but I know it's not how we won. Like this year it feels to me that whenever something goes wrong or whenever they get a little bit of momentum, they almost talk themselves out of it. And they feel as if uh, this is not a problem that's fixed. And they do it both with their words and their play. Like, they go up 21-6. to They're up 10 nothing against Seattle. They have control of the Jets game. One or two things go wrong in that game, and it just craters. And what Lurie has to figure out is, is that because of the circumstance of the season, or is that a larger picture concern? Because to your point, while I don't think they should fire Sirianni, and I do believe he deserves to be back, if Jeffrey, Jeffrey's in that building, like he talks to the players, sure. and if he feels there is a lack of faith in the head coach, that is a concern. Like, that that, is that would be an issue. You, that yes. is something you have to address if you're Jeffrey, and that's what he has to figure out right now because to, to quote Black Gritty, like you look at the video on the sideline, and they look like a disjointed sideline right now. So you and I both said that we still believe in Nick Sirianni, or to our Twitter question, we haven't given up right. on Nick Sirianni. And I still Sirianni. believe in him. Like, yes. I believe that Nick is a great head coach. I think yeah. you've seen it this year. You've seen it in his time here. I am nowhere near the, like, Sirianni was a fraud and can't figure it out thing. Yeah. I believe Nick Sirianni is a great head coach. Yeah, great is a little bit of a strong uh, uh, word to describe him, but okay. I, I, I think he's a good head coach with a lot of good qualities. That's still in sort of his infancy stages as a head coach, only in his third year. So I'd like to see how he does bounce back mm-hmm. from not meeting expectations. This will be the first year that he hasn't met expectations. First two years of his coaching tenure, he exceeded expectations. Got the team in the playoffs, coming off a terrible year. The end with Doug and Carson. Doug being fired, Carson being traded, found a way to get that team into the playoffs after a 2-5 and five start, and then in the second year got him in the Super Bowl. So he exceeded expectations for two straight years. This is the first year to this point, to this point, unless <laughs> they have a miraculous turnaround, they're not going to meet expectations this year. Because in my opinion, with this roster, with this talent, it was Super Bowl or bust for me. N- not necessarily win the Super Bowl, but you, you needed to be back mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl or it was not going to be a successful season. And we don't look like we're headed there. 215-592-9494. Have you given up on Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni? Seems like a lot of people have. We're starting to get a few more people that's, that haven't necessarily given up on him, but they certainly are critical or concerned with some of his coaching coming down the stretch here. Got to remind you that the afternoon show is brought to you by Chickies and Pete's. Go where the players go. Chickies and Pete's is the only place to watch all the Eagles playoff action, no matter how long or short it may be. Find the location at chickiesandpeach.com. Okay, I think I better quit throwing those ad libs in there. I was going to say at this point, yeah. (laughs) I mean, they, I still think they're going to win their first playoff game. Okay, okay. I mean, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. You may feel differently after Sunday, so let's not get yeah, ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. see them play Sunday. And by the way, I don't think we're going to have Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. We, we definitely won't, won't have him. We won't yeah. have him. Devontae Smith. <laughs> yeah, anytime the player's in a walking have boot Devontae and crutches, yes. it's not, not a good thing. I mean, I will say at least the news from that seems to be better than initially expected. Right. It doesn't seem it's a high ankle sprain. It's, you know, thankfully not anything involving a muscle. So I think he won't play this week against the Giants, but you're probably, I think, going to see him in the playoffs. 
All right, let's go up to uh, the great Northeast in Boston. Let's go to our man, Noel, who's the Eagles fan up there. What's up, Noel? Welcome to the afternoon show. Uh, Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, Happy New Year. Needless to say, it it was a horrible holiday weekend. (laughs) Let's just put it out there like that. Look, Elliot, I I don't mean to be disrespectful, but um, I've just got to rip apart, if I can, as nicely as I can, a few things that you said. Go for it. Um, and, and the first thing is, the first thing that you said is there is nothing wrong with the play calling, the offensive scheme, yeah. or the offensive game planning. And I just don't know how with a straight face you can look at this team and say that. And I'll go back, and let me just finish my point, and I'll let yeah, you jump in. Go I'll go back go to, you know, Sirianni when he started out, uh, and the offense is poor, bad, like bad starts. We know what the problems were. Gave over play calling to Steichen. Now it's back in his control. Like we all said, he sat at that podium three weeks ago and said, this is my offense, same offense we've been running for three, three years. I do the game plan. Essentially, Brian Johnson's getting a menu of plays that he, called, that he dials up on Sundays. But, look, I know you're an analyst. I don't think you've ever played competitive football. I'm not, I don't it's know. It's a good I've, guess I've, by you. It's a good guess. Okay, so <laughs> I have listened to tons, tons of analysts over the last six to eight weeks especially dissect this Eagles offense, and they each of them have said it is predictable. It is stale. It is, people have been talking about the lack of motion and, and, and how important it is to offenses to scheme wide receivers open. And Sirianni stood up there three weeks ago and equivocated when asked about motion. You know, it's situational. It depends on what the defense presents us. No, it doesn't. The best offenses use it. Repeatedly, well, let me, well, we let me are ask dead you last. Let me, let Wait, me ask hold you on. Let, let right, me just finish. Ahead, let me just finish. Go ahead, go ahead. We, are dead la- we are dead last with respect to using motion. We're dead last into running, from, running Jalen Hurts under center. And when you run exclusively out of the shotgun formation, you take about 40% of run, NFL run concepts mm-hmm. completely off the table. You can't even run them. We run in between the tackles all the time. And the reason you said... You called something out in the, in the game on Sunday. You said there were five guys in the backfield when Jalen ran that second quarterback sweep. And that's because Jack Stoll ran onto the field. That was the play where there was confusion between Stoll and right. Julio Hold on, really Jones. Quick, I, want to, I want to respond to what you say while, while you're on the phone. So, I, look, yeah. I agree that the substitution stuff is bad, right? But you mentioned motion and how important it is and the best offenses do it. They're dead last in the league this year in that. You know, last year, though, they were 27th when Shane Steichen was here. So they did not run a ton of motion last year. In terms of running Jalen, running running plays from under center, they didn't do that last year either, right? So if you want to say they have to counterpunch to what they were doing, I think there may be some truth to that. But the offense is fifth in the league in points per drive. They're going to end up averaging more points per drive this year against a much tougher set of defenses than they played last year. Everyone likes to bring up how easy the quarterbacks were that Gannon faced last year. They faced bad defenses all last year. This year, they faced four of the, fo- four of the top five defenses in the NFL. So if you want to say the offense needs to counterpunch and like not every play call is perfect, for sure. I agree with that. But if this team didn't fumble it as much as they did, if they didn't turn it over, over as much as they did, they would probably have the top scoring offense in the NFL. So I can't sit here and say there's major scheme problems when they're moving the ball up and down the field outside of turnovers. Well, Sunday was more about uh, the defense in my For opinion. For sure, 100%. It wasn't until yeah. that final drive the, the second to last drive um, that I really 
put any blame on the offense Sunday. They they just about scored with every drive they had, with the exception of a couple. Right, they only um, had the ball like nine minutes in yeah, the first half. Yeah, the first half, half they only had it nine minutes. Now, you can't come out and start the game and go three and out. That that was terrible. Yep. Um, but I could have predicted that considering it was a one o'clock game. Have we come out and did anything in a one uh, o'clock game to start the, yet? For them, eight o'clock is, is the normal time. <laughs> exactly. They, yes. I know, I can just speak for myself. It felt like that game started at seven in the morning. Yeah. Like, so, how used we are to this I, game I, I completely was not shocked with us going three and out in that, that first series but we seemed to get ourselves together and it was 21 to 6 by the half but even with that 21 to 6 you realize the Cardinals had been dominating the time of possession yeah I mean they dominated the time of possession it was a little that first like half. the Niners game when the Eagles dominated that first quarter but were only up six nothing yes. and Grant that's not as big of a lead but it just felt like the game you were watching did not match the score and obviously seven of the points came from my boy Sidney Brown's Uh, 99-yard pick six. Need to see more of him uh, out there on the field. I know it was a bad route ran by the receiver and miscommunication with the quarterback. I don't care. 99 yards is 99 yards. My only point is that Arizona was driving then. Yep. Like they were about to drive. I don't think they punted. They didn't punt the entire game. So we've talked a lot about the offense because we like to focus on that side of the ball. But Sunday's game was not about the offense to me. That was a terrible display of football from the defense, in my opinion. And that's where a lot of part, a lot of our work is going to have to be done this offseason, personnel-wise. Personnel-wise, offensively, we're going to have pretty much the same guys next yeah. year. Now, schematically, does some things need to change? Sure. We'll see what they need to do as far as are you going to bring in a new play caller? Are you bringing in somebody to help out with the play designs? I don't know. I'm, I'd be shocked if they leave it status quo next year well, some, offensively. Someone's- there's going to be some change yes. of stuff. That, just that's because what I'm saying. If you underachieve like this to what they're expecting. But to what you're saying about the – defensively is what I'm saying. Personnel is where a lot of our issues are at on that side. Well, what, something, it's not about schemes defensively. Something you said earlier caught my attention because I agreed with it Like when it was said. They have one of the best rosters in the NFL. And then coming into the year, the expectation was, you know, Super Bowl, Final Four, like whatever. Yeah. But if you look at who's playing on defense right now – they do not have one of the best talented defense in the no. NFL. And the personnel has changed. Like, Keely Ringo, I think, for, for a rookie, has had a very encouraging start yeah. to his career. Look forward to seeing him. But, but in yeah. terms of being a cornerback that can start for you on a team that's going to win a Super Bowl, he is not there right now. Not there yet. Eli Ricks has been up and down, some major highs, some major lows. I think very encouraging for next year. Not somebody that should be getting major snaps on this defense. The linebackers aren't great. Kevin oh Byard God. has struggled. Yeah. Reed Blankenship might just be a guy. Like, he's a nice player, but I don't think he, he – he can't be the best safety you have on your roster. And then the pass rush isn't getting home. So while on offense, there are things we can nitpick and like play calls and all that, they have one of the best offenses in the NFL. Personnel-wise. Yeah, well, and statistically, like in terms of the points. Well, it matters. <laughs> no, I'm, saying, right. I, like, they, I'm not going to argue with you. On, they on, put on up the a notes. ton of points. Yes. They yep. do. Yep. The issue is on defense, they have maybe the worst defense in the NFL right now, especially with how that pass rush is working. Well, we thought Arizona had the worst defense. Well, Gannon will never have the worst <laughs> defense. But – I mean, but, but also as much as we want to focus on the secondary players, Hassan Reddick has not not been an impact player. Josh Wedd is not getting home. Jalen Carter has cooled off. Like mm-hmm. they, the the defense is only ever going to be as good as their pass rush, and right now the pass rush is not getting home. Yeah, good talent there though. You know, I'm, I'm not ready to move on from Hassan Reddick. No, not me, me either. Yeah. Have we seen a pass? We haven't had a pass rush around here with with back to back double digit sack seasons. When's the last time we did that? Did Babin do it? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, but I hated his yeah, sex. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I know. Well, sex. He was I hated not, anything not, about not, that. Not a run stop, yeah. right, to say the least. Well, some say Hassan's not. But I'm just yeah. saying I still like Hassan right. way more than uh, Jason Batten. All right, let's go back to the phones. We got more fans up in Boston than I realized. Now we got Gary, who's up in Boston. Gary, welcome to the afternoon show. Hey, it's great to be with you guys. In What's spite up, of up, everything gang? that's happened. <laughs> I'm a lifelong Philly fan, Eagles fan, Sixers fan, raised in media, been in Boston. For what about the, the Flyers? The Flyers years. are the hottest team in the city right now. Oh, Flyers, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the first year they came to Philly. <laughs> but I, uh, my perspective is, is this. I mean, they, they are in a tailspin. But yep. the players have got to put on their big boy pants and take some responsibility and to step up in the leadership role. And you know, I'm, not, I'm not ready to give them up. Sirianni or the team, but they got to stop looking towards the future and just play each game at a time. Uh, and everybody own what they've got to own. And AJ Brent, I mean, you're making twenty five million dollars a year. I mean, come on, give it all you got. Well, Gary, Gary, to, an attitude. To your point, Gary, what I think this team like. Look, the appreciate playoff, the call, Gary. The playoffs. If they can win that first playoff game and get some momentum going, mm-hmm. like they have the talent to, to do what we still think that they could do, at least on the offensive side of the ball, in the postseason. But I think what Gary says is so true. It feels like this team makes it harder on themselves with the attitude as well on the sideline. I know, look, we'll talk to Brandon and Jordan Mailata. Yeah, Jordan Mailata coming up at the, uh, the top of the hour, 3 o'clock, yeah. Eagles left tackle Jordan Mailata. It just feels like for as accomplished as they are and as, as good as they are, Sometimes it feels like almost like I believe in them more than they believe in themselves. Because when things go poorly, you see it start to to spiral a little mm-hmm. bit. And I'm surprised by that. Like sometimes I want to shake them and say, you guys do realize you're the same team that almost won the Super Bowl last year, was 10-1 and one this year. A month ago, Jalen was the MVP favorite. Yeah. Nick was talked about as like, you know, being one of the best head coaches in the league. There is a much larger sample size of this team playing well and being one of the best teams in the league than what they're going through right now. And I'm not trying to minimize what they're going through because they mm-hmm. are in a tailspin. And it is not going well but it feels like part of the issue is they themselves don't feel like they're going to get themselves out of it well i wonder i wonder how and that, and that sort of leads into the whole believing in the coach because the coach certainly hasn't given up on the season he's certainly preaching continuing to work and getting this thing turned around but i'm wondering if the players 
believe in his messaging. And one player in particular, A.J. Brown, um, I'm wondering if he still believes in the messaging, if he believes in the offense, if he believes in the play calling. So this is sort of a two-pronged question here with A.J. Uh, do you believe that he still has full confidence in Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni? I'll just couple them together right. as a duo instead of separating one from the other. And they, they belong – they deserve to be coupled. Yeah, and it's yeah. offensive philosophy in general. Do you think this is where A.J.'s source of frustration lies? Yeah, I do. Um, and look, Jay, by, by not talking, AJ is allowing us to basically guess at what he. Because first we said. thought it was him, and like, could this be something between him and Jalen? Right, right. You know, or something like well, that. Well, I just think if you look at AJ's body language in between plays, he looks very frustrated in what's going on. So yeah. even if you want to couple together Sirianni, Brian Johnson, you could put Jalen in there too. It seems like AJ, and I know Sirianni talked about it this morning and said we're speculating on what it is, but if AJ's not going to talk, then this is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's going to it, be like, speculation. It is yeah. what it is. We're not just going to ignore the fact AJ's not talking. So I do think AJ seems very frustrated, um, clearly, and he did say after the game Sunday that he's not frustrated with the media, so it's not that he, he cleared feels, that up. Yeah, 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 not us. So Yeah, exactly. We didn't do anything <laughs> to him. I just what, What's surprising to me about AJ is, mm -hmm. and it, it's worth mentioning, AJ is probably – Probably the best receiver that's ever worn an Eagles jersey. Like T.O. had one. I wouldn't go that year. far. Well, I'm saying in well, terms of his. Price, put up better numbers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's Mike Quick is awesome. He's not T.O. Yeah. No, no, no. I agree. But yeah. I'm saying T.O. was only here one year. Yes. Yeah. So A.J. could end up being one of the most accomplished slash best receivers in Eagles history. And that cannot be overlooked. Yep. My only issue with what A.J. is doing is, is he helping the situation? Like how, how he is handling this is not – it does not feel like it is with the, with the idea of helping the team. And I know that's what A.J. wants. He's talked about how he wants to win here, and, he, and that's what he had last year, and he's put up great numbers. But by not talking, he is raising the temperature on this team higher than it already is. He didn't talk after the win after the Giants, mm -hmm. which created the perception yep. that the team was not happy after the win, mm -hmm. didn't talk during the week, didn't talk after the game. And playing in Philadelphia is not easy. It's tons of pressure from the fans and the media, and there's great things that come from that. But the downside of it is when you're not playing well, it is extremely tense. And you could probably speak to that oh, from yeah. someone that was there. What AJ is doing, although you'd have barely lost. I, well, but, I would know. And also, I was never that guy. So I, the pressure but, but on the, me was never nearly but the point I didn't I'm making have any is, pressure. Right. But, <laughs> but the point I'm making is by not talking, AJ is making it tougher on this team than it has to be. If AJ would have talked after the Giants game or talked during the week, there would not be Jalen wouldn't be asked about it. Devontae wouldn't be asked about it. Nick wouldn't be asked about it multiple times. Jason Kelsey wouldn't be asked about it. I'm sure we'll talk to Jordan and Brandon mm -hmm. about it. Like, I think AJ has the right intention if, where he wants to help the team win. I just think by not talking, he is making this harder on, on the team than it has to be. I want to, I want to dive, well, I'm glad we got more time because I want to dive into that a little bit more. Just that whole – because I think there is some truth to that. I, I do. When, when, when you're – the level of player that A.J. Brown is and holds the status that he does on the team, whether you know it or not, everybody is looking at your reaction. He's to a things. captain. Yes, you're a captain. So his frustration and, and that sort of thing can have an impact in the locker room. I'm going to get another call in here before we go to break. Jordan Malata coming up on the other side. Let's get Ernie in here from uh, Germantown. Ernie, yo, welcome yo. to the afternoon show. Ike Reese, what's up, player? What's up, brother? Hey, man, my first time calling. I don't even know your co-host name, man. That's Elliot Shore Parks. What up, man? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Okay, man. Whoever's calling these defenses, got to go. They not challenging these players. They got them lined up so far back. The middle of the field is like Swiss cheese. Mushy. And you know what round was mushy. <laughs> I guarantee you Saquon Barkley up the right, right now gets the 
to rip extra things because he can't wait till Sunday to run up the middle one up. After, yeah, yeah, they saw what James Conner did. Yeah, yeah. After that, we don't even know James Conner. I ain't even know his name till Sunday. <laughs> now watch what Saquon do. It's over, Ike. This season is over, man. They're yeah, going to the get deep, ran up the in on, on Sunday. Yep. They're going to get ran up in on playoff time, offseason. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, the, nobody... the defense. The defense has not been good enough. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I mean, the defense yeah. has not Up been good enough. It. And going yeah. from the side of Patricia seems to have not helped. Yeah, well, and it lets you know that it isn't about scheme. Yep, it's not so much about scheme as it is uh, personnel. We got Eagles left tackle Jordan Mailata joining us here on the afternoon show on the other side. Also, former Eagles great quarterback Donovan McNabb will be joining us uh, at four o'clock. Uh, we're here at Chickies and Pizza in South Philly, and it's brought to you by Chickies and Pizza in South Philly. Make sure you join us live tonight for the Brandon Graham Show and the Players' Lounge at 6 p.m. and continuing through the Eagles' playoffs. We will have you here. So, yeah, 215-592-9494. We're still asking the question, have you given up on Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni? Elliot and I are still hanging in there. I, listen, I, there, there's a lot of things you can be frustrated with with the coach, but – I, I don't think that he is the major reason the team is where they're at right now, although it's his job as head coach that the responsibility lies at his feet. It just, it yeah, just the does. sloppy play is what's yes. most concerning. Yes, that, that, that is there. But, man, a lot of these players got to look in the mirror, man, and get some things changed. All right, we'll, we'll discuss it with one of the players, and I'll get his thoughts on what he feels about Coach Sirianni and where they're at right now. Uh, 215-592-9494. Uh, afternoon show. I was about to say the wrong name of the show for the first time. Ike and ESP. Right, right here on 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.